this morning in this place. Come on, if he's been good to you, let us give him a hand praise. Come on, let us honor him, let us bless him, let us reverence him. Come on, let us bless his holy name. Hallelujah. I remember they used to sing the song, say, bless that wonderful name of Jesus. Bless that wonderful name called the Lord. Amen. And I don't know about you, but I'm just happy to be in the house of God this morning. Amen. Taking vacations and all of that is good. But I'm reminded of what the psalmist said. I was glad when they said, let us go into the house of the Lord. You know, a lot of times people can think that they go somewhere and travel or, you know, you look for many things to fulfill you. But I am totally satisfied with Jesus Christ. How many of you feel like that? Are you really satisfied with the Lord? Thank you. 
Christian brother. I want y'all, let's read this together. Now, do me a favor. When we get to the comment, we're going to pause. And we're going to read. Y'all going to read with me? I want y'all to read because we really, really need to capture this part, okay? Y'all ready? All right. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God. Y'all read with me? Y'all read it loud, because we need the devil to know that. Somebody say, devil, I see you. Come on, say that with some authority. Say, devil, I see you. Let's read this with some authority. So Paul is saying, now that we realize we're not fighting against flesh and blood, he said, now that we realize we have a spiritual enemy, he said, wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, somebody say, have you done everything in your power to stand? Have you done everything in your power to stand? Amen. He says, stand therefore, having your laws heard about with truth. And having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take unto you, and take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. He said, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. Somebody said, pray in the Holy Ghost. And somebody said, you need to be praying in the Holy Ghost. And somebody said, the devil may beat you because you don't pray in the Spirit enough. Sharing it with somebody, they told me the devil was attacking their prayer life. He is one of his biggest tricks. The knowledge says that when you pray in the Holy Ghost, he said you don't know what to pray for as you ought to pray. But what he's talking about is there are spiritual things going on in the atmosphere, and there are some things that may be happening that you may not be aware of. The enemy may attack your marriage. And you may think that your spouse is acting a certain way, but there was a spiritual, a strategic, spiritual attack from the enemy to try to break up that family unit. And if you are not praying in the spirit so that the spirit of God can quicken to you and show you exactly what the devil did, the Bible said that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. I remember when I grew up, they had what was called the wily coyote. Y'all remember that? A wild is a cleverly put together scheme. So God has given you the Holy Ghost to war in the spirit, and the devil is sitting back attacking you, and you are not spending time praying in the Holy Ghost. How can you see a spiritual enemy walking in the flesh? Paul said, though we walk in the flesh, we do not walk. He said, because the weapons of our war 
the Spirit of God come on you. Just open up your heart, open up your mouth, and just allow the Spirit of God to speak over you. Amen. As we get ready for the Word today. Amen. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus,
teaching like that, just kind of talking about the breakdown of the being. But how many of you do not understand the attributes of your soul or the dynamics of your soul? And once you start to understand what it is and how it changes, how it evolves, how it grows, what God put it there for, what it does, then you will start living your life on a totally different level. And then you can put your life in order. Amen? Look what God said, Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. i 
the foundation of your life. You gotta get a lot of people that go into get gym membership to keep their physical bodies healthy. And then you have mental health awareness week. Well, I'm coming to telling the church that it's time for soul awareness week. It's time to teach to the health of our soul. Everybody wanna cut their diets to fix their body. They wanna cut all kinds of things out of the mind to fix the mind. But when people don't realize the mind is not as complex as the soul, the soul is more complex than the body and the mind because the soul is the man. And it's the church's job to bring awareness to the soul. This man prayed and talked about the condition of his soul. See, that's why you can't make meetings for breakthroughs in prayer, because you're praying from the wrong level. You're not praying from the posture of the soul. You're praying from the posture of your mind. Things you figuring out that you want God to do for you. But when you get down, the Bible says we're groaning that can't be uttered. What he's talking about is the Holy Ghost goes in the soul. And when you turn your prayer to the Holy Ghost, he reads what's in the soul.
change your life. <laughs> Look what he said in verse 9. And my soul shall be what? What's your strength? What's your strength? If you don't have joy at the soul level, the elements of this world are going to always have you sad. The things that you go through are going to always knock you down. But this joy that I Yeah. 
Yes. <laughs> 
church. I'm not talking about high blood pressure. I'm not talking about diabetes. I'm talking about souls that sin has got in. And they're coming to church. God gave them the Holy Ghost, but they're not allowing the Holy Ghost to get down in their soul and get all that bitterness out, get all that depression out, get all that lust out, get all the things out of there that God didn't desire to be in their soul. A lot of you wonder why you're having all these struggles in your life because you're sick in your soul. It's at the soul level where your problems lie. It's not about your diet. The dough that's good. It's not in the exercise. Though that's good. That proper delivery. But the problem with humanity is at the soul level. That's why you struggle with life. Because you've got twin spirit in your soul. Every time something gets hard, you want to quit. That's at the soul level. So the Bible says a wounded spirit. Who can bear? What he's saying is that when somebody's spirit has been wounded, nobody want to be around because every time you get around them, it's always doomy doom. Anybody ever had a friend like that that's always negative, always talking down, always telling you what you can't do? That person has a problem at the soul level. That spirit is wounded. But then the Bible says the spirit of a man sustains his infirmity. Meaning when your spirit or your soul is healthy, it gets you up in the morning. And when sickness is coming at you, you feel so good about life. You fight hard. What he's saying is, just like a depressed soul, can trigger chemical imbalances in your mind. A healthy soul can trigger antibodies to fight sickness and all. That was revelation that just came to me. He said, the spirit of a man or the condition of his soul keeps him fighting in life. When you build up the right substance, and things going against you financially, but in your mind you say, but I'm not a quitter. My God shall supply all of my needs according to my riches and glory. You could just be coming out of bankrupt, trying to figure out why this Christian people go through financial hardship. But when your soul is saying, all things work together for good for them that love God, I know that God allowed this to happen to me, and he's trying to teach me something. But I know that we can pay and do it for a night. My bank account may lose the dark right now, but joy coming in the morning. God is not going to always leave me like this. When your soul is healthy, you speak that word like Abraham against hope. He believed in hope. See, the body is seeing everything contrary. But the soul is seeing everything going in glory. That's why I say, great is he that's where? In my soul, than he that's in the world. When your life is healthy at the soul level, now you, David said it like this, he, get, he taught my hands to walk. He said, he made my feet like hind feet. In other words, all of his adversity is coming my way, but I still feel strong like I'm ready to battle. 
that's, that's life right there. Because that's going to cause you to keep fighting. That's going to cause you to get up in the morning. That's going to cause you to battle. But when your spirit is wounded, Jesus said it like this. He came to bind up. You know what binding means? <laughs> the broken hearted or the broken soul. Thank <laughs> you. 
Stop protecting your uncle. Stop protecting your cousin. All these family secrets destroying your child. 